You are listening to the Sales Confidence Podcast by none other than the sales confidence coach himself, Brian K. McNeil. Tune in weekly to get tips and information to improve your sales that you can use right now. Stay tuned. The episode starts now. Here we are, here we are. The Sales Confidence Podcast. I like my intro music. <laughs> um, my name is Brian K. McNeil. This is the Sales Confidence Podcast. This is Episode number 11. Woohoo! Episode number 11. And we're going to get it in. Today, we're going to talk about poor selling practices and why you should just stop that. Stop that. Stop doing these poor selling practices. Now, my name is Brian K. McNeil, and I've been helping entrepreneurs and helping salespeople to sell themselves and their services better since for 29 years now. I've been 30 years in sales, but 29 years, in some capacity, I've been teaching other people how to do it. I read all the books. I do all the trainings. I take all the courses. I've given all the courses. I've read more than 700 books on the topic myself. And I've made thousands of sales and I've missed thousands of them too. And I've written four books on the topic of selling, four of them, four good books too on the topic of selling. So what I'm about to share with you is what I find as topical still today, because we don't sell today the way we sold yesterday, much less 30 years ago. We don't even sell today the way we sold even just five years ago. We sell today the way people buy today. So, but there are still some old, poor selling practices that people are still trying to use, trying to make work today. They're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. We learn to do it like this. And they're trying to make that work. And you know what happens to businesses and entrepreneurs that won't adapt to the current marketplace? You know what happens to them? They go like the dinosaur. They become extinct. If they were not willing to adapt to new ways of selling, if they're not willing to adapt to the way sales are actually made today, they suffer and they become extinct. So let's get right into it. We've already been talking for almost three minutes. I'm going to tell you a story. We're going to talk today about stuff that you should just stop doing. Poor selling practices. And the last time I did this video was a few years ago called Stop Doing That Poor Selling Practices. And I had like seven or eight things on the list that I thought was a bad selling practice and that entrepreneurs should stop doing it. Today, I'm not going to do that many of them. I'm going to do maybe two or three poor selling practices that I think are most crippling of the entrepreneurs today. Number one, let me tell you an Aesop fable that you've heard before. It's the story of 
Burden's Ass. Burden's Donkey. The story of Burden's Ass. You probably have heard this story before. It's the story about this donkey who starves to death while standing in between two huge stacks of hay because he can't make up his mind which stack of hay is better to eat from. So he stands between the two of them, not being able to make up his mind which way to point himself, which way to go, gets frustrated and starves to death. The burden's ass fable is applicable today because so many entrepreneurs, and I talk to them daily, are so averse to coming across as salesy, as if that was a bad thing, that they won't ask for business at all, and they won't close at all. They won't even attempt to close the sale. That's a poor selling practice. They're not even asking for the business. Another poor selling practice. When you don't at least ask for the business, when you don't at least attempt to close the sale, two bad things happen. Two bad things happen. One is three really bad things happen. One is the moment you separate from the presence of your client and you didn't ask for the business and you didn't close, one is they like you less because you highlighted where they had a need and didn't help them. You highlighted how great your services were. You highlighted how you could be helpful to them and you didn't even offer it to them. You didn't even offer it to them. So they like you less. The second thing bad that happens is your credibility is at stake. If your stuff was as good as you say it was, you should at least try to motivate them to do something. You should at least try to get them to start. And if you won't even ask for the business, then you just put them in a position of burden's ass. They don't know what to do first, second, or third. They don't know which way to point. So they just stay frustrated by not at least asking for the business formally, by not at least attempting to close. It's just bad on the client side and bad on the entrepreneur side. No one wins where you don't at least offer your services. That's a bad selling practice. And you should stop doing that. You should never leave the scene of an opportunity without giving the client a chance to say no. You have to at least give them a chance to say no. And also, by the same token, if you're giving them the chance to say no, they also recognize that they have the opportunity to say yes. But if you want to at least offer it to them, they don't get that chance and they leave frustrated. That is a poor selling practice. Not offering your services, not giving them a chance to say no or yes. You know, uh, one of my heroes is a guy named Zig Ziglar. And Zig Ziglar uh, made his initial legend. Uh, a lot of people know him as a motivational speaker. But his initial legend was made as a salesperson, a door-to-door salesperson person selling pots and pans and cookware for the Cutco Corporation. And he became legendary. He would go to homes and do an in-home presentation and sell these very expensive pots and pans all throughout the South and the country and the farms. And there was this one time where he was particularly tired. He had had a really successful week and he was kind of tired. And uh, he called on this one farmer and his wife and they had a bunch of kids in the home already. And he was kind of tired anyway. And the guy tells Ziggler up front, look, no matter what you say, I'm going to build my wife a new bathroom before I buy any pots and pans. And Zig heard him. It was no problem. So he did his normal presentation. And the guy said, like I told you, I'm going to build this bathroom first. There's no problem. Zig was gracious and he got out of home. A little while later, Zig get a chance to bump. He bumps into that guy's sister. He goes, man, what did you do to my brother? What do you mean what I do to your brother? 
He man, he don't like you anymore. What do you mean he don't like you anymore? He wanted to buy some pots and pans and you wouldn't even sell it to them. You just wanted to get out of there so you can go find you somebody else to sell to. No, that's not true. I, he was my buddy. We're friends. I left him laughing and everything. No, no, he don't like you. You was just going to try to make an easy sale and leave. So now he don't trust you anymore. See, Ziggler's credibility got crashed because if his stuff was as good as he said it was, he would have at least attempted to motivate that gentleman to take advantage of this opportunity. And he wouldn't even do that. If your stuff, if your solutions, if your services are as good as you say, don't you believe you owe it to them to at least give them a chance to say yes? Don't you at least owe it to them to at least give them a chance to say no? Not offering your services, not attempting to close the sale is a bad, very bad sales practice that you need to stop doing. Don't leave the scene. Second time I'm saying this today and this opportunity, this moment here, don't leave the scene of an opportunity without giving them a chance to say no. Bad selling practice. I have been off balance since last Friday because I spoke to a lady and uh, for sales reason, I mean, I was being interviewed on her show. I was being interviewed on her show this past Friday and the host, she was a very nice lady. She obviously is a professional. She knows business. And I was telling her that some magic numbers of selling, some magic numbers. And one of the numbers I told her was the number five. It was a number I learned many years ago. And then the reason why that's a magical number is the average sale in the United States happens after the fifth attempt. The fifth attempt. But you can't make five attempts in one sitting. It happens after the fifth attempt over time. Attempts to earn their business. Whereas most entrepreneurs today either ask for the business zero times or at the most once or twice. And that's it. But only the champions will stay in the game the requisite number of the time, the requisite number of years of following up, the requisite number of months of following up until. I said on that lady's show that you follow up until they become your client, until they buy or die is what I told her. Once a month at least, I told her. Every potential client that, that has an organic understanding of what you do, whether they bought or not, need to hear something from you at least once a month forever. And she goes, no, no, I've, I've always been trained. You offer it to them once or twice and that's it. You just move on. That's it. You never offer it to them again. And I was like, are you kidding me? What you're doing when you either never offer it to them, what you're doing when you only offer it to them once or twice and then never again, what you're doing is you're making it easier for someone else to get the business that you have worked for. Because that potential client that you've only asked once or twice, they might just need to be asked once or twice more. And then there'll be another client. Someone else got an easier sale because of the legwork you did, but you didn't get the money because you didn't stay in the game long enough. You quit too soon. You quit three feet from gold. A lot of us know the story about the mining company where they were looking for gold. And they found gold and then the vein of gold disappeared. They tried and tried and tried and they decided to quit. Once the next um, owner of the mine came and did, had a survey, do some numbers, do some math and found out they was only three feet from gold. Sure enough, dig three more feet. They found a mine of enormous value and they quit three feet from gold. So many entrepreneurs today, I really believe this is a major, major 
uh, calamity, a major, major crime today in business, and entrepreneurs won't follow up requisite number of times. They quit three feet from gold all of the time. And that's a poor, poor selling practice, quitting too soon. I got to say this here. I believe this is a poor selling practice and it's getting worse. It's this 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 race race to and rush for more and more leads, more and more leads. Now, stay with me here because this might sound a little bit controversial, but if you'll stick with me, you'll see it won't be that controversial. <clears throat> I am of the opinion, and I've kind of been saying this for years, and people kind of know me as that, saying this statement here, you don't need more leads. You need to do more with the leads that you already have. I'm going to say it again. You don't need more leads. You need to do more with the leads you already have. The kind of people who needs 50 to 100 leads a month is the kind of person who don't want to sell. What they want to do is just look for laydowns. They want to look for easy ones. They want to keep calling. You want to buy my stuff? No click. 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 You want to buy my stuff? Maybe. You want to buy my stuff? Maybe. They're racing through numbers, seeking opportunities for someone that's easy. That's what they're doing. And what happens is if you get these 30, 40, 50 leads a month, for example, and you're working your way through them, you're calling them once or twice. At the end of that month, when you get another glut or another dump of new leads, you got to go through those two. A lot of leads get touched once. A lot of leads get touched, not at all. And none of them gets touched enough. Again, uh, how you doing, deal? Uh, couldn't agree more. Follow-up is the backbone of any sales process. Yes, but most entrepreneurs will not follow up the requisite number of times. I consider this a very, very bad selling practice. Stop doing this. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to disturb them and get away from them? Are you introducing yourself at all? This not following up is a major, major crime. And there is so much money being left on the floor, left in the atmosphere. And the, 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 the not only the money the entrepreneur could have gained, but whatever benefits of the entrepreneur's services that the that the client would have gotten, they won't get it either. They could have benefited from that client's from that from that entrepreneur's services, but they won't get the benefit because of poor selling practices of the entrepreneur. So many leads, it creates this swipe left, swipe right uh, mentality that people have with dating sites now. You know, dating sites, you know, that's just the way it is right now. I'm, I'm wonderfully happy married, but I remember what it was like on using dating sites. And I understand for my single friends, it's even worse today. Today, men on dating sites, women on date sites, they swipe looking for something easy or close to what they want. The men I know, if she, the woman that they initially touched on, if she's not going by every bit of their program immediately, they move on for an avenue of least resistance. They go for something easier. That's what's going on. They're all looking for avenues of least resistance. This whole market now, looking for avenues of least resistance, looking for avenues where there's less and less and less opportunities where the entrepreneur can even have to be put in a position where they can hear a no at all. All of this, uh, if your branding is good enough, you won't have to sell. 
I believe is hurting entrepreneurs today. It is so romantic to believe that with good branding, with good marketing, people will seek you out and say, hey, Brian, I found you. Can I hire you? Okay, that's what the that's the what the lure is. That's what the romance is. Because your branding is so good, because your marketing is so good. Branding, awesome branding and awesome marketing can give you someone to offer your services to. They can let help the people that you want to offer your services to find you. You can attract them. I love attraction marketing. I think people they're getting better and better at attraction marketing. They're getting better and better at branding. They're getting better and better at social media marketing and getting poorer and poorer at actually asking for business, actually overcoming an objection and closing a sale. Most of the entrepreneurs I talk to today will not or have not until they start working with me. They have not even dared even attempt to overcome an objection. Something like, uh, let me think about it. That's a nuisance objection. That's not even a real objection. That's easy to overcome. Uh, but what about getting the leads not to pitch to sell, but to nurture and build the connection? And would you still consider it as an incorrect approach? Okay, there's a couple of things in that. I appreciate that very much. First off, the whole concept of pitching, I'm anti. I think the concept of pitching at all is a concept that has run its course. You know, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, we wanted to make a pitch and get a deal. Even in the 90s, the proliferation of pitch competitions became, I'm of the opinion that you never want to pitch. Don't pitch your offer. Don't pitch your stuff. If I pitch a ball at you, you're either going to catch it or hit it or miss it or dodge it. And none of those are things the things that you want to do. I don't want any of my friends and definitely not my clients to ever pitch again. I want you to tell your story because your money is in your story. Your money is in your store. Oh, I was afraid this would happen where I, I might lose some power. Let me put this on here. I should have went ahead and plugged that right away. Here we go. Ooh, I was in danger of losing the whole broadcast because I was about out of power. Okay. <laughs> but back to your question. Okay, so I don't want you to pitch at all. And it's not that you pitch and sell versus but to nurture and build the connection. Here's the challenge with this concept of nurturing to build the connection. You put yourself in a position where the client has heard enough. They get to a point what's called a decision line. Okay, so let's, uh, if we were at a dry erase board, I would draw it out for you. Consider a dry erase board and the beginning, beginning, con beginning corner, are you going up, okay? And then if I was to draw a bar, and I've done this on other videos, it comes to a point of a decision line. And the decision line is when you have let your potential client know and they understand enough where they could decide yes or no. Now, when you get to that point where they could decide yes or no, when they've learned enough, where they, if you were to offer it to them, they could make an intelligent decision, you should offer it then. If you don't offer it when they have heard enough, when you don't offer your service, when they got to the point where they can make a decision, when you get to that decision line and leave it without making an offer, what happens is you talk yourself into business and then you talk yourself out of business because you're wasting time and you're not offering it when you should. If you don't offer your services when you should, 
And when you should is when you believe they fully understand how they can be benefited. They've learned enough about you to consider you credible enough to work with. When they believe you're credible enough to work with and they understand enough, if you don't offer it to them, you will talk yourself. You will connection yourself. You will nurture yourself into and out of business. Out. You're talking yourself out of business. Sometimes the entrepreneur won't tell enough. They'll try to close too soon. And the client hasn't heard enough. They haven't learned enough. The process hasn't worked long enough before they got there. They happened. They made their mistake before they reached the client's decision line. It's. Uh, I'm hoping this makes sense to someone watching this here. And I appreciate the question, deal. But by not giving the client a chance to say no, when you should give them a chance to say no. And again, I consider this a very bad, poor, bad selling practice. It is a bad selling practice when you leave the scene of an opportunity without giving them a chance to say no. Will you give my services a try? That's what you should say when you've given them enough information and they understand enough that they could decide yes or no. If you don't, what will happen is you will talk yourself into and out of the sale. And then someone coming behind you that will at least offer it to them will get the business. Not following up was the last bad selling practice that I wanted to mention today. Not following up. Uh, one of the classic books on selling was a guy, uh, How to Sell Anything to Anybody by Joe Girard. And he had this concept. Everybody who had an understanding of what he does has to hear something about him every month. He had to find a reason to touch them all every month. You might start off with four people and there were 4,000 people that have an organic understanding of who you are and what you do. And today it's easier than ever before to follow up with people because of technology, because of CRMs. I'm not going to endorse one over another, but there's some, so many of them that are amazing. Simple client retention management systems. The way business is done today, you have got to use one. You got to adopt one. Find one that works for you and your personality and that's simple enough for you to use and use it daily. If you are not using some sort of a CRM, I will tell you right now, if you're not using some sort of a CRM, money that should be yours, you are losing every single month. Money that should be yours is slipping through your fingers every month just by not tracking how many times you touched this client. A touch is any direct outreach from you. It could be an email, phone call, message, text, anything. Anything where you directly reach out from yourself to them, I count it as a touch. And if you are not tracking your touches, when was the last time I touched this one? How many times have I touched them? Who needs to be touched next? Who needs a follow-up email or text? Speaking of which, text, texting has to be a part of your marketing program today because people read their text faster than they read their email. So text has to be a part of your marketing, but not following up long enough until they buy or die, you follow up. Sometimes they didn't buy for you before because of timing. And if you're not still following up, you're not allowing them to get another chance. Okay, again, my name is Brian K. McNeil. I am the sales confidence coach. This is episode 11. This is the 11th week in a row whoop, whoop, where we've done this on Tuesdays, where I've come on here in the Sales Confidence Podcast with the attempt to share something with you that is immediately actionable, something that you can start using right now. That's my goal. That's my intention. So if you were to use anything 
today that you gave today as immediately actionable is one is give the clients a chance to say no to you. Give them a chance to say yes to you. Stop leaving the scene of an opportunity without giving them that chance. Also understand this um, as I come to a close. The way I see selling today, and this matters, this matters. It is not transactional like it used to be. It used to be, give me money, you get my stuff, case done. That's it, transactional. In exchange of, I'm going to give you this in exchange for your money. Today, as I see it, selling is an act of motivation. You are motivating people to take an action in their best interest. You're motivating people to take an action that is in their best interest that they want to do anyway that that promotes your business too. Motivating them to take an action. Think of it that way. Think of it as you're motivating them to do something that is in their best interest. That's what it is. I'm Brian K. McNeil, the Sales Confidence Coach. I look forward to seeing you next week for episode number 12. Thank you for those of you who tuned in. Thank you for yours, those of you who will watch the replay. Shouts out to my friends on LinkedIn. Shouts out to my friends on YouTube that are watching this and on my Facebook um, business page, Brian K. McNeil. You guys have a beautiful rest of your day.